Christmas, Liz. Merry Christmas, Will. Merry Christmas, our goslings, and welcome to another episode of the Smug Buds, the podcast where we explain everything to the geese. Liz, did you know that if our goslings are listening to this episode when it comes out, then it is one of the 12 days of Christmas? Oh, which day is it? Is it the five golden rings? Uh, I think it would be that or the six calling birds. I don't know what six is. <laughs> six calling birds, three. No, four calling birds. Okay, let's see. Uh, Partridge in a pear tree. I got that one on lock. Yeah. Twelve so, lords of leaping. Or twelve... Uh, 12- Twelve days of Christmas are from Jan. Uh, excuse me, December twenty fifth to January fifth. Ah. A lot of people think that the twelve days of Christmas lead up to the twenty fifth. No, it's after. Yeah, it actually starts with the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ uh, on uh, the twenty fifth, <laughs> and then uh, more and more people arrive at the manger uh, for twelve days, ending in uh, the wise men's arrival on january 5th so are we going by are we saying that today in the podcast canon is monday yeah so that would be the two three four five sixth right so like a six geese a laying okay yes so consider this episode of the smug buds to be uh your six geese a laying from your true loves will and liz Oh my god. <laughs> How are you doing, Liz? It's the goslings. Ah, and we give them geese. They, hey, we planned it all along <laughs> from the very beginning. Will, you're drinking out of my wedding cup. Mm-hmm. It's a real bitch to clean. Uh, really? Well, I don't have we don't have a functioning dishwasher. We we do it all Aww. by hand. And you know it has this it has this kind of ridge. Yeah. On the bottom. And uh-huh. I was finding that a lot of uh, filth was collecting there. I'm sorry. But I did my best with a uh, paper towel wrapped around a chopstick to uh, <laughs> get some of that out. And then well, I, well I, yeah. I can give you and I will give our goslings a tip. Please. If you have a cup or something else like that with very small spaces that Crevices. you have trouble cleaning. Mm-hmm. Um, this happens to me with my teapot, which I cannot really reach my hand inside of. Sure. And it gets stained with tea. Mm-hmm. Uh, this also works for water bottles, mm-hmm. like steel water bottles, mm-hmm. uh, which would not work for all water bottles if they were made of cheap plastic. But okay, you can take boiling water mm-hmm. and pour it into the 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 place. Yes. And put a whole dishwasher tab. Hmm. And this will fully clean it without you having to do any scrubbing. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, that dishwasher tab is for a whole dishwasher. Mm-hmm. They also sell water bottle tabs for this purpose. Like okay. I saw this on like a BuzzFeed gift list. Sure. But you don't need to buy those. Okay. You probably, I mean, you might not because you don't have a functioning dishwasher. That's but right. otherwise you might already have a dishwasher. So just use one of the tabs. Right. And you've given me a reason to maybe start buying dishwasher tabs. But we're not here to talk about Cleaning dishwasher tips. tips. What are we here to do, in fact? Well, because it is our 
mystery smug buds cinema 2020 (laughs) sure we're gonna watch a movie and we're gonna talk about it and you can watch with us yes that's the idea i've thought of a few different ways to frame this the first of which is i already set this up at the beginning of the season I said, in season three, I want to make an effort to try to keep it fresh mm-hmm. by doing some new and sort of experimental things. And that has already taken the form of having Mike on the third MCU episode and mm-hmm. doing the draft, uh, tackling a topic that uh, I have strong negative feelings about and str- instead of strong positive feelings mm-hmm. about, like usual. Uh, and uh, then... Uh, the uh, December's episode playing music on mm-hmm. the podcast uh, was a new adventure. And this time I wanted to take the form of an audio commentary track for a movie that we are going to watch live as we're recording. And for the first time. Yes, it's the first time for both of us. So I went back and forth a lot what movie we were going to watch. Mm -hmm. And so here's the second way that I've come up with to frame uh, what we're about to do and why. uh, As you know, uh, this has all been leading up to the season finale, which is another special episode about the Oscars. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of homework to do in order to try to make good predictions for what's going to be nominated in, in the Oscars. And so this is the the time of year, you know, December through the very beginning of January, when I've got to catch up on the movies that I've missed, and especially, you know, the awards bait type of movies. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, it's, ju- it's only natural that it should be part of my homework that we have to that I have to watch the Disney Plus original movie Noel, starring Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader, both yes. definitely in the running for Oscars in their category. Also, yeah. I assume the director, the writer, Billy Eichner, and whoever else we're going to see in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to uh, watch something uh, seasonal, something that we haven't seen before. And so it'll just be like... a a fun mystery adventure surprise. Yeah. Uh, we don't know, uh, how enjoyable or how bad it's going to be. Um, and also we had to be able to download it because I have a history of, uh, bad internet issues. Mm -hmm. And so if I can download the movie, then I don't have to worry about it buffering uh, while I'm streaming. Yes. And we will never get out of sync with each yes. other or with the listener if they are watching along with us. Yes. Do you have anything else to say about this movie or this exercise before we jump into it? Can, uh, I would like to say that I was the one who suggested this movie. Yes. And thank you for doing so. Because uh, we really were struggling to figure out which one to pick. And I gave myself the kind of unnecessary stricture that it should be a movie that I haven't seen already. Yeah. And I thought, well, the most the most fun way to do a commentary would be to watch something that we are going to clown on. Mm-hmm. 
and the most fun movies to clown on in my recent experience are Netflix original Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. I've got some friends who love to watch and clown on these movies. Mm-hmm. So we get through a lot of them pretty quickly. Yep. So that limits what I could bring to the podcast. Yes. I thought about <laughs> watching one that I've already seen, but you haven't. We settled on Noel. I think it's an interesting part of the narrative of the year, right? Yes. This is the season yes. in which Disney Plus launched. Mm-hmm. And as you know, we are trying to position the Smug Buds to be acquired by Disney. Disney, Maybe, yes. Maybe the Smug Buds will be the Noel of the podcast arm of Disney Plus that will <laughs> inevitably come out, you know, in another year or two. Yeah. So um, bearing in mind that we're trying to curry favor uh, with Bob Iger and the rest of our uh, corporate overlords, mm-hmm. uh, let's watch Noel and just talk constantly during it. Yes. One of my <laughs> one of my biggest pet peeves in life, uh, <laughs> talking during a movie. Um, so we're going to do a countdown. Mm-hmm. And it's for you and me, and it's also for the listener if they want to mm-hmm. count along with us. So have Noel ready to go. I recommend downloading it in case you have internet issues like I do so that it won't buffer and you won't get out of sync with us. And that countdown, I'm going to go, I'm going to say three, two, one, go, and we'll hit okay. play on go. Three, two, one, go. Disney plus original. Oh. And now we're getting the sort of when you wish upon a star classic. Which I wonder what the down. scene is supposed to be. This is like the Magic Kingdom, right? I know, but where are they? Why is it so flat? Uh, is it truly hmm. because it's supposed to be in Florida? Possibly. <laughs> uh, I've never been to Disneyland in California. Is that what it looks like there? A I've river never been to through. any of the Disneys ever. It's uh, a great, sore, bitter spot. <laughs> My life, that and American Girl dolls. I'm sorry. Oh, oh. Santa. Oh, wow. It's continuing. We're not fading out of the Magic Kingdom as we usually would. Oh, wow. wow we went straight to the North Pole. <laughs> wow. That was Disney's amazing. really positioning themselves to uh, to be just like a magical place. Like, oh, yeah, we're just next mm-hmm. to where Santa lives. Yeah. And it's amazing how they did that without a cut, just transitioning yeah. straight from what we thought might have been Florida to (laughs) the real North Pole. So we're watching this with closed captions. And so the closed captions gave away that this is Noel speaking. Yes. Which I think is a spoiler. Yeah. I think I could do closed captions better than most closed captioning that I've seen. Uh And that closed caption should have said like, disembodied feminine voice (laughs) also her brother's name is nick come on (laughs) might not be a coincidence oh my god oh i thought those were santa's feet we just saw some very (laughs) fuzzy uggs and i was like (laughs) yeah that's i think that's part of what you get being distracted while watching a movie is that you could think (laughs) that those are santa's feet i'm drinking i love um Oh my gosh. 
just Mickey's. There's just Mickey's. Like they didn't even try to hide those. Yeah, I was gonna say hidden Mickey's, <laughs> but they're so not hidden. They're <laughs> in your face Mickey's. <laughs> Guess who's coming to town? Santa's looking at a card that was left for him. A pop up oh, card. It's him. Yes. Oh, uh, it you... does. Hmm. I think the Hallmark Company made it, Santa. <laughs> Can you imagine getting a card that just was like your face on the inside, Will? That's what <laughs> the next card I get you is going to be. I can't wait. I hope it has a pop-up element. I see you have some presents. Have I told you what how what Elliot calls Santa? No. Tanta. Tanta. Tanta bring the bebbins. Bebbins. <laughs> well, he's two, so that's forgivable. He is... Three. <laughs> oh, Elliot's three? Oh, oh happy birthday. Happy birthday, god. Elliot. Oh my god. So they're Santa. hugging Santa. Yeah, Santa's their dad. Wow. Yeah. Oh god. You made Oh think wow, they that... just made an I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus joke. This is so far. Joke is a stretch. <laughs> Written by children. This is I Santa mean... fan fiction. We're we're all the time going to be, you know, poking holes and dunking on this movie. So I feel like it has to be said early on, this is a movie for children. <laughs> so like, I mean, certainly we're punching up because it's Disney, but uh-huh. also to some extent we're sort of punching down because we're adults finding flaws in a movie specifically targeted to children. Yeah, but you I, know what? Moana was also targeted to children, and all I did was sing that movie's praises, so. And I am ready to think that this is better than Moana. That's that's what Fuck we're really here you. to determine. That's the other <laughs> framing device that I thought of for watching this on the podcast. It's like, well, we need to see how it stacks up to Moana. Okay, so the um, brother is going, whose name is Nick, is mm-hmm. going to be starting Santa training, which seems young yes. for a nine-year-old boy. He's going to inherit the mantle of Santa Claus one day. He's going to a Votech school. Who's this very old woman? Santa's mom? But does she have like a, is that actress a person? Yes, that's somebody famous. I was just, I I can't remember now, uh, which is uh, probably some people would think it's embarrassing. Uh, But uh, we are young, as uh, (laughs) fun would say. Uh, I've looked at this movie's IMDb today just as a little bit of research. I was curious about who wrote it, who directed it. And I remember seeing her in the cast thinking, that's a famous name. Oh, Shirley MacLaine. That's who it is. So so little Noelle's like, I don't want to be Santa. I just want to do literally everything that Santa does. And now she's being disappointed about misogyny. Oh, yeah. I can see the profound message. Also, wow, Santa really, like, had some strong uh, genes to be able to have children this young at his age. This is a long flashback, although can you call it a flashback when we haven't even gotten the present moment yet? What do you call it when a when a movie starts with like a setup from the past, but technically they they haven't flashed back? 
I think, did you notice that there was a black Santa in there? I looked away, so no. There were, I am fairly certain there were all white Santas and one darker skinned Santa. I mean, that's that's what science tells us about our ancestors, right? <laughs> I guess. If you go back far enough. Oh, God. oh Yeah, no. but they were white first. There were like three white ones. So Bill Hader is bad mm-hmm. at driving a sleigh. Yeah. I think they're He's... setting it up that Noel would be better at this. I've heard of bad Santa, but... <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah actual santa who is bad at it hey it's ron funches i was gonna say that's ron funches mm-hmm. glad he's in this he's a there's, strange voice there's billy eichner doing it work on the sleigh yeah. and there's anna kendrick there's our star which if you'll remember from uh before the last movie i've seen anna kendrick in was a simple favor yes where she, just... spoilers for a simple favor, uh, her character fucked her brother. Really? That's her character? <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. No, I don't care about spoilers, but I really, I I just assumed that that incest plot was a, a thing about Blake Lively's Blake Lively? character. No, Blake Lively has a secret twin. Okay. <laughs> Who's a, a drug addict. It sounds oh, like God. a really complex, interesting movie. It was, I mean, watching it, I just was like, I please just keep showing me Blake Lively in a suit <laughs> with just only cuffs. Oh, my God. I am very into hmm. this floating snow goat. I, I, I think it's a baby reindeer. Floating snow goat. Okay, yeah, no, you're right. What do, you, what do we think about Anna Kendrick? I know what I think. What do you think? I think... She's fine, and I don't want to hate on her too much because she's a woman. I am not here to hate on her at all. I am a longtime fan. I don't love her. I'm not such a fan that, like, oh, I'll see whatever she's in. And yet here you are watching Noel, but continue. I haven't. I've seen one Pitch Perfect movie out of the three, and that is Pitch Perfect 2. Uh-huh. Why, why two? Um, Dave Ote of the podcast, Sarah, put it on one time <laughs> when we were visiting her in New okay. Mexico. Okay. Uh, Anna Kendrick was in a little indie movie called Rocket Science. And I guess she was also in Scott Pilgrim. Yes. She's one of many marvelous people in Scott Pilgrim, my favorite movie Mm -hmm. uh rocket science i saw at a formative age Mm. like right when i was graduating or had just graduated high school and rocket science really uh hit home to me and that was the first time i had seen uh anna kendrick uh how old is she is she older than we are uh let me find out I think that she's probably right about our age. Yeah. I feel like I think of her as... And wasn't she also in Twilight? Yes. I feel like she has a really funny tweet where she's just like, holy shit, I just remembered I was was in Twilight. Yes, I do remember (laughs) seeing that. Anna Kendrick, according to Google, was born August 9th, 1985. She is 34 
Okay. Years old today. So she's three years older than me. And, uh, yeah, four and a half years or, yeah, whatever. Four and a half years older than me. Um, Ron Funches is the leader of a quintet of singing elves, apparently. Yes. Why is Billy Eichner just in a hoodie? Well, you know. You're at the North Pole. You need to be more festive. You must have IT people where you work. (laughs) I'm guessing that they don't dress like the rest of the people at your work. Yeah, they wear like sweatshirts and like backpacks that say smarsh. Yeah, so when you ask why Billy Eichner is wearing a hoodie, the answer is realism. (laughs) But yeah, I, I don't. I don't love Anna. Every so often when I see Anna Kendrick, I'm just like, she just rubs me a little bit the wrong way. Maybe that's my own internalized misogyny. Mm, Interesting. Very, very noble of you to put yourself under the microscope like that. Um, You know what people uh, really love about Jennifer Lawrence? You know, Jennifer Lawrence's whole persona that she's like, so... I'm just like a regular girl. I eat a burger. I eat Mm -hmm. put meat into my body. Right, exactly. Um, I have, like, the the public's relationship with Jennifer Lawrence, like, in my mind, like, I have that relationship with the celebrity of Anna Kendrick. Yeah. She occupies that space in my brain. Another movie that I saw with her in it that I really liked was Up in the Air uh-huh. with uh, George Clooney. Uh, okay. Her. Uh-huh. I remember that movie, the name of it, because I would get it confused with Up. Sure. I think they came out around the same time or, I don't know, within a year or two of each other. Bill Hader is so bad at this. He you, doesn't yes. understand the basic concepts of this job which he's been intimately familiar with for many years let's be clear you mean nick is very bad at this yes bill Hader has never done anything but an outstanding job as far <laughs> as i know again i can't speak to performers entire careers i don't literally see everything but yeah bill and bill Hader is from what i know an outstanding exceptional talent Yes. No, he's very funny. Um, I haven't watched that show, Barry, but I hear it's good on HBO. Mm. Plays a hitman, wants to be an actor. Right. Who else is in that show? Henry Winkler. That's right. <laughs> thank you. I knew You're that welcome. was exactly who I was looking for, so thank you. I You're love welcome. Henry Winkler. I love Arrested Development, so. Yeah, I just feel like he had the strangest possible career, and he just like went with it. The Fonz. He went from being the Fonz to, like, a terrible lawyer. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like this is a... I'm feeling a little bit too seen by this right now. Noelle is mm. just doing all of the emotional and logistical labor for a man who's then going to take all of the credit. Mm. I, I can't... Mm. He just, you know... You know, dude, quit. I I have a hunch that this that's where this is going. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So I many reindeer. I don't think he's super determined to uh, turn this thing around. 
Oh my gosh, I love these fake snowmakers, by the way. That's a good Can visual. Can you explain the fake snowmakers? What do you mean explain them? Explain, like... Explain if somebody is like not watching along with us. Can you just explain what is happening with the fake snowmakers? Because well, it's so strange. Well, we just got through a montage of Nick doing training exercises to become Santa Claus. And so they sort of simulate the being Santa experience. They're basically on a sound stage that is supposed <laughs> yeah. to be a rooftop. <laughs> and there are. People in the rafters, like stagehands or crew people, rotating these big uh, sort of triangular prisms. <laughs> yeah, there we that, go. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's almost like a like a like what you would roll uh, lottery balls around in. Yes, and you know snowflakes are falling through the cracks. That's a good visual. I have to give them that. I think it's so strange because like they're just in the North Pole. Like, can't it just happen all the like? What about magic? Yeah, what about magic? <laughs> I'm not paying close attention, but I guess Noelle has a big book of the rules of being Santa. I think it's an instruction manual more so. And I'm guessing that there are some magical properties described therein, Mm -hmm. or at least what we would consider magic, because they are things that are impossible. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh my god, he's so IT. So Timon is really into tech. Of practice light, yeah. Mm. Okay, so has 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 her brother just like I was gonna say kicked the bucket, but that's not what I mean. Flown the coop? Flown the coop, thank you. Sure. <laughs> so this is a kind of a modern twist on a movie that we another movie we talked about last time the year without a santa claus right one of my uh, old favorites from childhood mm-hmm. what do you do when santa claus is absent i um try to get him back have you ever seen a book called um oh i guess it's just called uh, Father Christmas, and it's got no words. So it's, uh, no, I'm not familiar with that. I just want to point out that it's her face on the cover <laughs> of the newspaper with the headline, Where's Santa? Yeah, because she's the one who has any idea. Hmm. I keep thinking about that book. It's one of Do my mom's have... favorite books because it um, ends with, it starts with Santa um, hmm. uh, dreaming about being on a beach. Mm. And then waking up and just being grumpy the whole time he's delivering books. Except for when people leave him alcohol instead of milk. Delivering toys? Yeah, delivering toys. Mm. Wow, Noel, what a bee. You're, like, proficient. And now you're getting the, like, flack for your brother. Even though you didn't get any credit for him either. I... Uh, the other the other movie that you might think of uh, seeing this movie or even just knowing anything about it is uh, Elf, starring oh, yes. Will Ferrell. Uh-huh. Um, it's been a while since I've seen that movie, but I remember being very touched emotionally, uh, specifically by the by the Santa Claus uh, in uh-huh. in Elf. Yeah. 
and and that sort that is sort of like a very specific subgenre of um sad dad cinema like oh yes the idea of like santa claus like being proud of you or like being mm-hmm. proud of the main character in the story mm-hmm. and therefore like the audience surrogate is like uh, really taps into a, a very easily manipulated part of me so i love to see santa claus in a movie and therefore i'm predisposed to like this uh except for the fact that uh this might be a movie about dealing with the absence of santa claus so it might be the exact opposite of what i'm looking for in a christmas movie also did their dad die I don't want a, a a story about a Santa Claus who shirks his duties. That's <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I don't know what happened to the old Santa Claus. I guess. Uh, I guess because while... Billy Eichner's just been made surrogate Santa Claus, and Noel is furious. Oh as yeah, she of course. Should be. Yeah, yeah, justifiably. Uh, I see. Uh, yeah, I th- I think while we weren't paying attention, there. They must have said, like, and in the years between the flashback and now, Santa Claus passed. Also, did you see all those porgs? <laughs> I barely registered them. There were puffins, but yes. it was a joke because they were CGI puffins. And of uh, course, you know, porgs were made to CGI cover the puffins on uh, Mark Hamill Island. Yes. I how, um, fashion like watch Christmas? love this outfit that Anna Kendrick is wearing. Little caplet, mm-hmm. blue, not the traditional red and green. Some like icy little like fractals on it. Yeah, I love an icy blue to contrast with the red and green at Christmas time. Yeah. Oh nope. no, she's out of it. Outfit change already. She's just the basic B now. She's the Lady Gaga of the North Pole. <laughs> Five days till Christmas, Will. I think she's hungover, but they're not going to say that. Oh, yeah. She drank a little too much eggnog. Yeah, like there's literally a waffle in her bed. She's wearing tiny antler headband. Stocking sheets pillowcases. Yeah, also, she's like wearing a, another outfit. How many outfits does Anna Kendrick <laughs> wear in this movie? We have just seen three distinct outfits in the past one minute. Yes. There's a lot of magazines in this movie, apparently. <laughs> it's an interesting choice. There's is glitter that su- over the floor because she was drunk. Is that supposed to be like, oh, they're so disconnected from the world in uh the north pole that like they love their magazines that one page just said kid-friendly good times oh there's a uh, moana reference oh i missed it no not really oh, <laughs> oh just because it said maui yeah that's right <laughs> uh-oh well you're welcome will a oh, reason will, uh come into your neck of the woods will that's not how you pronounce arizona <laughs> This this movie is twisted. This is a different outfit than the one she was just wearing. Mm-hmm. Maybe the same leggings as two outfits ago, though. Wait, she's a princess? She's a Disney princess. 
No. The first ever Disney Plus princess. <laughs> I think she's the first ever Disney Princess Plus. Oh, well. <laughs> so I did a little reading of what little information there was to find in the trivia section of this movie's IMDb page. Mm-hmm. I guess it started production in 2017. Oh, and God. It was, it was originally uh, supposed to be a theatrical release. Oh, wow. And then I it wasn't. How they feel about that. And then it wasn't until later that it was decided, like, oh, this will be a launch title uh, when we launch Disney+. Plus. It'll be a yeah. Disney Plus exclusive for people to watch at home. So how do you feel like this stacks up as as an incentive? Knowing oh, that, no. Knowing that what, what the Disney Plus promise is, is... You'll get the classics. You'll yeah. get Star Wars. Yeah. You'll get the Pixar. MCU. You'll get the MCU. And then in terms of original content, eventually you'll get Marvel shows. But first and foremost, you'll get The Mandalorian. Yes. And then you'll also get original films like a live action Lady and the Tramp mm-hmm. and Noel. Starring Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader on the poster. So the what do reason, you think about that as a strategy? <laughs> the reason I suggested this movie mm-hmm. is because this kept showing up for me on Disney Plus, and I yeah. kept being like, "What the fuck?" Well, it's one of I mean, it's it's the early days of Disney Plus, and this is one of only a few like original things, you know, there at launch. So. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I keep seeing it, too, because it's like there's a limited number of things that they're going to put in that, like, featured spot where where you keep seeing it. I also want to say that, like, we just talked about another movie mm-hmm. last Christmas. Yeah. And uh, last Christmas, I was delighted and surprised by, regardless of its flaws, and I mm-hmm. feel like I fully figured out the plot to this movie. And I know it's a oh, children's movie. Yeah. So the other the other uh, thing that I'm curious about is since this is a movie made not for us but for children. Yeah. Is I am curious about your perspective as a mother of what I now know is a three year old. <laughs> uh, you uh, you held him as a baby. Yeah, like two years ago or no. something. <laughs> Three years ago. Give or take. <laughs> so, uh, he sorry. tells me that he's talking to you in the back of my car. Yeah, something a two year old is, is capable of. <laughs> not... No, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Wheel. Mm-hmm. And he is. <laughs> you don't know it yet, but uh, Snoke has linked our minds. Oh, God. (laughs) And so he's just looking at you without a shirt on? (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Don't take it Well, you're Adam Driver in this situation. You made it weird. I'm Adam Driver in every situation. Thank you very much. (laughs) Oh, are you going to walk out on your interview with Terry Gross because (laughs) she played part of the podcast? (laughs) Imagine 
<laughs> Terry Gross just playing this. Let's, let's listen to this clip where you uh, <laughs> can't stop talking about Martin Scorsese for some reason. <laughs> What's that about? Oh, poor Adam Driver. I'm just assuming that it was a terrible misunderstanding because I love him and Terry Gross too much. I, I feel for him. I said, I, I, Dana and I took in the same amount of information about that story, uh-huh. which is very little. It's just what you said, but also apparently, and, and again, I barely, I didn't read anything. I just yeah. saw, saw, I just know, literally scrolled through like the Twitter highlights. I saw the Twitter highlight and like the caption or subtitle is like, apparently he has like a near phobic response. Mm-hmm. to seeing or hearing his own performances yeah and to that i said i really feel bad for him because he will never enjoy the work star wars of, no th- well y- yes that is an example of what i'm saying which is he'll never enjoy the work of one of the greatest performers of our generation which is himself and his <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah i also was like I have to assume that, like, he didn't say ahead of time, hey, don't do this because I'm going to have a panic attack. Because I feel like of anyone, NPR would be, and specifically Terry Gross would be like, oh, yeah, I won't do that because I don't want you to have a panic attack. I don't think that these people have conversations with each other. I think that he has people who probably told Fresh Air's people, you know, what to expect. And who knows what happened in that line of communication, whether there was a breakdown or whether something was ignored. I guess that's what I mean is like, I'm hoping that like maybe Adam Driver thought that he could handle it and then didn't communicate anything to anybody. And then it happened and he realized he couldn't handle it. So he left the situation to take care of himself. And it was just unfortunate. Yeah. Or maybe he knew he couldn't handle it. They were supposed to know that. But Terry Gross is such a veteran that they were just going to do their show their way, you know, regardless of who's on it. And, you know, Adam Driver is like no one to them. Hip hop? Yeah. Sure. Play some hip hop to show it's fresh. She's in the city now. Yeah, she's in the big city, Phoenix, Arizona. (laughs) She's wearing, I don't even know what this hat is, Will. Yeah, it looks like it's Inside Out. <laughs> and I don't mean the Pixar movie. But she wow, she, she doesn't know about stealing. Alcohol. Oh, or yeah. alcohol. She, she's never had alcohol. So wow. it's Christmas time, but it's Phoenix. So everyone's dressed for like 70 degree weather. She's dressed for a German Christmas fair. She thinks she's found Nick because there's a random Santa. Uh oh. He's wearing shorts. It's an Arizona Santa. Oh, wow. The more that's you a, buy, the merrier you are. That's like capitalism. A, yeah, that's a really interesting statement on consumerism that I more advanced than I was expecting from this children's film. Was that man eating a waffle? I What's think it with was the a, waffles. I think it was a very ugly slice of pizza. Oh. I want I I I would like to know where they shot this. I I I mean my guess is 
couldn't be anywhere but California. That dude just rolled it on Heelys. But you never I can't know. Believe Heelys are still a thing. Yeah. Call Jake. Why? Why? Why did that happen with that cup? Big. Well, you know, she's in the big city now. Who's this mm. man? Do we know who this man is? The uh, young one or the older one? The young one. I don't recognize him, but apparently he's a private investigator. <laughs> I want to know mm. why Bill Hader is not in this movie more. <laughs> yeah, uh, presumably he had Barry commitments. Yeah, well, it was 2017, so. I think that's when Barry was just getting started. Oh, well, there we go then. Well, Hotel how is Congress. there another hour and ten minutes of this movie? <laughs> well, we're just getting started. It's really just the beginning of Act Two because she's just, you know, left her nest, mm-hmm. her place of security, and ventured into the wild, wider world of Arizona. There was something that looked like a calendar until I tried to look closely at it, and then it didn't look like a calendar on the wall, mm-hmm. and it said Hotel Congress. Which is a very famous landmark in Tucson. Oh. I don't know if there's another Hotel Congress in mm-hmm. up in Phoenix. If it's a chain, a small chain. <laughs> I don't know about that. There's a, there's a lot of Arizona stuff on the walls here. I saw an Arizona Cardinals poster. I cannot get over the money situation. And and what's that? In any movie. You mean like credits in Star Wars or? No, it's like, um, like she's just like, oh, here's my like chocolate coins to pay you. Yeah. But then like, like, I don't know, like Captain Marvel. It's like, oh, she gets there and it's like, you don't have money. What's the problem? I hate, I hate having to logistically figure out how people will pay for things. <laughs> I hate that as a plot point. Okay. And also, like, she has gold Santa coins. Like, she should have figured out tender. I mean, she's she. Has, it's a very steep learning curve, and she's only just getting started. Can't she pawn some gifts? Yeah, I don't know if she... Uh, what did she bring with her besides... The the uh, Shirley MacLaine. I almost said Cloris Leachman. I know that's not right. <laughs> what about all those cars people get for Christmas? What? Oh, see, she's got the sense. Yeah, or she's got yeah, she's got a sense, or like a you know photographic memory for like the lists. Mm. What's wow. the. Uh, what is it? What was it? Mister Rogers said, "Look, look for the helpers." Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's that's what makes this movie uh, possible. I'm actually a Buddhist. What? Oh, not Christmas. Christmas is not what the Japanese invented. Yeah, that that really threw me for a loop. <laughs> So 
some what they meant was somebody invented it and now everybody loves it. In this case, with sushi. Yeah, that that did not track. <laughs> they really need to bring on poets when they start doing metaphors. One of Phoenix's famous murals is in the the background of the uh, reverse shots in this scene. Oh, so uh, have you seen that mural? No, no, I'm oh. I'm I'm making fun. <laughs> uh, Tucson has a lot of murals. Uh, yeah, somewhat famously. Uh, I only lived in Phoenix, or actually lived in Tempe, but same difference uh, to me anyway, being from New York uh, for a little less than a year. Uh, so uh, I'm no expert, but I just know what I wasn't wasn't aware of in that short time. Yeah. Oh my god, Falala! I love when they try to take things and give them these like fake meanings. Making uh, you know, making an acronym by starting with the letters, and then, yeah, yeah. You know what does a lot of that is uh, the Venture Brothers. Yes. Yes. Hel- helper is an acronym. Gardo is an acronym. Did I ever tell you how many acronyms we have in the style guide at my job? Uh, no. There's over 200. We've definitely a- talked about acronyms a. before. We have multiple appendices, but there's over 200 in Appendix A. Pretty cool. So many. How do these people not know what an avocado is? They're from the North Pole. They have access to, like, unmitigated presence. People are asking for avocados. Yeah, but not everyone works in that department, you know? <laughs> wow, this Petco guy. Is that a Borders? Oh, it's a Michael Kors. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so like, wow, maybe this was filmed earlier than 2017. So there was a... A A blockbuster and (laughs) an Orange Julius? There was like a mall or a building that, like a strip mall, that you could see from the highway on the West Shore in Harrisburg that had a Borders in it, and then the sign was still on it that you could see from the highway, Mm -hmm. where it just said Borders, until very recently, Mm -hmm. not because they took down the sign... But it was vandalized? They knocked down the building. Okay. I was like, wow. The way to get this sign off was to just Hmm. destroy everything around it. Yeah, just and salt the earth where it stood. Um, But I was very sad to see that Borders go. What is she taking? What is happening? Oh, she's like going to sleep. And where is this? It's the center of some shopping center or something. Jason Barth is naughty. Nathan Basker is naughty. Elizabeth. Oh, Beaumont. Not me. We're good. (laughs) Were you worried that you were in the B section of the list? Yeah. Oh, she's like, I have these powers. So the other thing with this is that she, like, doesn't realize that, like, clearly she should be the one doing this job, which is. Does she not? Has Has she not caught up to. What has been obvious to us from the very start? Because that would be frustrating. She just opened up that little scroll and was like, he is nice. Like, she realized that her instinct was correct. Okay, so, uh, sorry. I tuned into the movie just enough to get the sense that I think that they are doing, spoiler alert, the plot to the good place now. (laughs) 
like actual spoilers for the good place if you watch the good place long enough what it's about is that no one is getting into heaven when they die yeah and apparently his uh, you know billy eichner's system has determined that there are uh, only a handful of nice children in the world this dude just wants all the naughty people to fill out a survey monkey that's what the IT people at my job do all the time. They send us survey monkeys. Another uh, subject that came up in the very last episode was uh, you said that Last Christmas had a B-plot. Mm-hmm. And we were wondering if that was a term meant just for TV shows rather than movies. And mm-hmm. truly, this is a uh, TV-esque movie that has a, a B-plot to its A-plot. Yeah, I never would have guessed that there was more Billy Eichner than there was Bill Hader. Yeah, like Billy Bill Hader's face is all over it. The advertising, yeah. Looking like dumbstruck. Mm-hmm. Looking like he's going to be a real fish out of water. But she's the fish out of water. I never get to go to work, says Anna Kendrick. Oh, oh well, yeah, then. now we've got this tag-along kid. Now we've got a mm. whole uh, ragtag group of people here. Yeah, now we've got someone who will, like, vibe on her energy instead of, like, bumping up against it. I will say, she he just asked if that was the new Madden, and she was like, I don't know. So I guess, like, they don't pay attention to the presence. Not their department. It's the I same am, with my work. I... Also, again, just want to imagine, like, what is Bill Hader doing right now? I hope we're going to find out. Is that... he, like, at a brothel? Ooh. You've, you, you've watched uh, too many Game of Thrones scenes out of context <laughs> recently. I mean, what else could he possibly be doing? I, I is, can... he, is he totally drunk? Is he blackout drunk? I'm sure he's having a very wholesome, good time. Off of fermented maple syrup. Hiding inside of, I don't know. He's probably uh, uh, become hooked on, like, video games. Hooked on Phoenix. Yeah, uh, oof. (laughs) Oof, magoof. Okay. Yeah, thanks. All right. Turn it off. Turn off the movie. Turn off your podcast app. Pack it in. We're going home. Hooked on Phoenix is <laughs> the end of uh, humor and conversation as we have known it for years. And I mean end in the sense of like, oh, that's what it was all for. Oh, now she's met a woman who uh, is helping interpret sign language to this girl. Oh, it's her mom. Mm-hmm. And she can sign her name. Uh Uh-oh. She apparently knows sign language. But she doesn't know that she knows it. Yeah, because she can speak every language because she should be the real Santa Claus. Yeah, and somehow the universe is uh, instilling her with those powers. Maybe this is how... Maybe this is foreshadowing. This is how we're supposed to understand that like nick must be dead 
He's Nick is we haven't seen Bill Hader. And when we do see him, we'll find that he is like Ray's parents in Star Wars, dead, <laughs> dead in a pauper's grave in the in the Phoenix uh, wastelands. And therefore, uh, she's inheriting the powers that were were supposed to be his. I just like wonder if even as a child, I would have not picked up on the plot of this yet. Hmm. It, it was so obvious. Oh yeah. Oh Get wow. Get out of there, Anna. So this was the, the this was the big thing in the trailer. This was like mm-hmm. the main thing, the main scene in the trailer was like. Oh. She goes to Arizona where it's too hot. She gets relief from being in a freezer. I yeah. I, I assumed after seeing the trailer that we were going to see her climb in there. I never thought that we would cut to her already being in there. Uh huh. It's an interesting choice. <laughs> yeah, this is all trailer stuff. I did not watch the trailer. She doesn't know about yoga. What store are they at? There's like sloths in the. There were like stuffed sloths in the background. It's, you know, it's like a convenience store. What? You know what it looks like? It actually, it looks like it's a rest stop. Yes, it does. It looks like they're on on a rest stop at the side of a highway. Like a very nice rest stop. Maybe they're, uh... Yeah, because there's... No, no, woman. Turn it off. Did I tell you that you can get boozy slushies at the gas station that's right next to Kenny's house now? No, you haven't told me that. Oh my god, it's the most northeastern Pennsylvania thing to ever happen. Mm-hmm, sure. They have three slushy machines, mm-hmm. two with regular flavors and a third that's like a margarita machine, basically. They pour it into a cup and tape it closed and you're not allowed to drink it until you leave the store. <laughs> and also, what, like, I would assume that the ABV of an alcoholic slushy you would buy would be like 5%. It would be like the same as like a beer. Mm-hmm. Like a wine cooler. Not mm-hmm. a wine, but a wine cooler. Yeah. Oh no, baby. What is it? Like 11%. Sweet. <laughs> what does it taste like? Did you did you say what flavor it is? It's, I think, lime. I think, I think it's like margarita flavored. Oh, okay. Um, it, if I'm remembering correctly. I was going to get one... Um, at the Moscow County Street Fair last year, and I think that it was, like, too late or I was too tired or something. It sounds sick. It sounds terrible. There's Phoenix. That's what it looks like. Very sunny. This is just the time for an establishing shot of the city of Phoenix. Okay, so... Oh, I, green screen. Yeah, I was just going to say, because I, I don't tend to have, like, the greatest eye for that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. It all kind of just looks the same to me. Mm-hmm. But this looks terrible. Yes. He's driving with both... Both of his hands are off of the wheel. He's fully gesticulating like he's not driving. Which actually, it might be a, like a like a character study kind of a thing. Like, he knows that he's from Phoenix. That, that might be like it. he's doing a good portrayal of a Phoenix driver. Just some lips on a wall. The famous lips wall mural. They love Phoenix. 
murals. They were just like, oh, she's going to go to a yoga class. I'm going to have so many feelings about this, Will. Oh, yeah. And how is she going to pay for it? Oh, my God. Well, considering that in Arizona, it costs like two shakes of a lamb's tail. I'm sure (laughs) she'll be fine. I was thinking about that today again because I did yoga at work, which is free. And I was thinking, oh, God, I wish I could do this all the time. Oh, God, she just put sunscreen in her mouth, Will. Yeah. Also, I want to call bullshit on this because you hmm. have to wear sunscreen in the Arctic because (laughs) it's so bright. Yeah, but, I mean, it's Santa's workshop North Pole. Like, I think normal rules don't apply. Yes. Unless they have have magic. Magic. I always imagine that they just slept all of the year. Or, like, most of the year. Mm Mm-hmm. That they just, like, hibernated. But, like, during the summertime. Like an opposite bear. I'm going to say don't show this to a child. This show? This this, movie? This, yeah, this show. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm open to having my mind changed, but just Mm -hmm. after seeing that last scene, I'm thinking, "Mm, keep out of reach of children, perhaps. I want to know what child would want to watch this movie. Oh, I mean, there must be kids who love Anna Kendrick, right? Yeah. Yeah, maybe, I guess like, oh, it's Bill Hader. Ah, yes. I do remember this from the trailer now. I had totally forgotten this part of the trailer, but this is also in the trailer. Has he been... Has he been sneaking away to teach yoga classes? I mean... Because you have to get certified to do that. It's like 500-hour yoga trainer certification. Yeah, either they are going to ignore that, or we are going to learn that you're right, and he's been sneaking away for some time. Yeah, you like it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did look up, by the way, I thought Bill Hader was way older than he is. Yeah. He's, like, I think 39. Mm-hmm. He's not 40 yet. Yeah, it was not so long ago that he was on SNL, and, you know, he was very fresh and young, like a lot of SNL cast members. <laughs> They, they're like having their little meeting or whatever, and no one's ever expected anything of you, no well, says Bill Hader. I'm transfixed by the movie now that Bill Hader is back in it. Yeah. He's being incredibly condescending to her. Cards are like her thing. Oh, wow. Oh, Wow. Nothing like a white man teaching yoga. Hmm. Important lesson in cultural appropriation and its uh, risks. I will talk more about this when I will probably eventually do a yoga episode, but most of the people who teach me yoga on a daily basis are not white. Hmm. Um, and they are from countries where yoga is part of uh, a re- different religious practices. Um, which is important to me. Mm-hmm. 
Because, again, I'm not going to drink wine out of a cup that says namaste, y'all. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, now she's mm-hmm. she's going to bring down the patriarchy, Will. She's, she's getting righteous. Oh, perfect blow. The fact that she's, like, uh, that he's also, like, gone to a place where, like, there's, like, literally a Buddha. Mm-hmm. Clearly, we're looking at Christmas, Christmas less from, like, a Christian situation, but, mm-hmm. like, this is the second time Buddhism has come up. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's her uh, private eye. Yeah, I guess if you wanted to imagine, like, what's the last thing you would expect Santa or someone who's supposed to be Santa to be doing, you would just gravitate towards the opposite of, you know, like a Judeo-Christian sort of setting. Yeah, get away from those Abrahamic religions. What if he was in Phoenix, Arizona, teaching yoga in a tie-dye shirt? <laughs> yeah, also his outfit. He, I guess he's wearing a Phoenix Suns t-shirt. They really just went hog wild being like, we got to show them it's Arizona in every shot. <laughs> Never let them forget. It's hot. You know what it's not in the North Pole? Hot. Yeah. Hmm. They got some lights on some palm trees. Mm-hmm. Holly's looking like an old grandma. I am also wondering about the aging system here because I feel like she looks the same as she did when they were children. Not Anna Kendrick, oh, but oh, this Polly lady. Right. Not Cloris Leachman. Shirley Also McClane. glad to see Sunglass Hut uh, funded part of this film. What's, uh, so she has a, she has a baseball cap with no logo on it mm-hmm. over maybe some kind of a headband. Yeah, it's like a headband or like a, Oh, yeah, because you can see her hair through the hole. And they're both red, but they're two different shades of red. So they don't appear to be one piece. This Christmas goat came. Is that supposed to be her, like, laying low, like, incognito look? Yeah. Like, are they trying to lay low despite the reindeer and the sleigh? I think that the old lady is. I think that she's not doing a good job. I think Noelle is not doing a good job of, of laying low. I say that because, it, oh you know, my God, this, Will. this is Disney and Marvel's Disney. And in the Marvel movies, a, a baseball cap with no logo on it is what a spy wears or someone who's trying to hide in plain sight. Capitalism. Oh, no. Will, I'm calling it right now. What are you calling? When she is ends up being Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. She's not going to be Santa Claus. What is she going to be? She's going to be Noel. The first Noel. And um, angels are going oh. to sing. Yeah. Right. Because the name of this movie, which we haven't talked about, is Noel. N-O-E-L-L-E. So it's like 
the name L. Yes. Like a woman's name. And it's a like a pun mm-hmm. on that famous Christmas word Noel. Yes. That we all recognize and understand the meaning of. Yeah. What's the meaning of it? Um, well, look at this guy. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to... I keep calling this a Christmas goat. You're correct that it is a baby reindeer, but she is trying to hide it now and pretending it's a dog. Its noises are very goat-like. But its noses are so goat... Noses. (laughs) (laughs) Its noises are so Mm goat-like. Oh, there's a Pete's Coffee. They apparently also sponsored this movie. Yeah. There's a place called Lizzie's? Someone in a Waldo sweater. Yeah. Hmm. I. Uh, yes. The so arrival is Santa a Tigerland? The oh, they're going to the oh. Desert Botanical Gardens. Okay. I've been there before. I would like to see if they. If I recognize it, because I'd like to know if they actually shot there. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting to doubt what i said earlier about how this must have been filmed in california because why wouldn't it be yeah Uh, i'm starting to believe that maybe they actually did film in arizona yeah i mean is it cheap must be cheaper there and we all know that disney plus is uh really right scraping together funds at this point yeah they're, they're rubbing two dimes together I think I saw the logo for the Desert Botanical Gardens on the wall in a way that didn't look fake. Wow. Um, okay, so what's... Okay, so it's just her finding him again? Yeah, they're doing some sort of meditation thing, and she's being a bee about it and not knowing what meditation is. So... Okay, so I guess we're supposed to understand that. Okay, so she she got the letter, and that was her impetus to try again. Yes, because mm. because Billy Eichner is a is a dark so overlord. But yeah, Billy Eichner is kind of the antagonist of this. Well, I guess Bill Hader is kind of the antagonist of this movie. But you know Billy- what the real antagonist of this movie is? The patriarchy. The patriarchy. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> And that's that's an important point about recognizing uh, systems in narratives rather than just uh, individuals uh-huh. that the stories are uh, ostensibly about. And that's something that I want to talk about in our Oscars episode. You know, though, Phoenix really is its own character in this movie. Yeah, it's really the fourth uh <laughs> Kringle? <laughs> I guess maybe the third Kringle. I guess they have a mom, so. Also, I just want to say that she's been talking for minutes now, and these other people are just like, I'm just going to ignore she's not there. My eyes are closed. It's silent meditation. All of this is fine. I might as well be dead. Who Who can say? I can believe that. I always peek my eye open in these situations. I think I saw some peeking. 
I don't know what I saw. I'm not paying attention to this movie. <laughs> wow. Oh, she left him a calligraphy letter. Because she majored in calligraphy, if you'll remember. Yes, I did pick up on that. So he's he's... If he were the protagonist, then he would be refusing the call to adventure. But yes, Joseph Campbell, uh, this is not there. Um, Joseph Campbell wrote Heart of Darkness, right? I don't think so. But Who wrote Heart of Darkness? I don't know, uh, but I'm looking it up now. There... Heart of Darkness. Joseph Conrad. Conrad wrote not okay. Campbell. Joseph Campbell wrote Hero with a Thousand Faces. Right. There's a part I I read Heart of Darkness and didn't understand any of it, and I remember getting into class and telling my professor, my dot my teacher, mm-hmm. Mr. Conrad, I didn't understand any of this, and I read it. I just want to let you know I read it. And the one of the quiz questions was, "What did the note on the pile of wood say?" Mm-hmm. And I wrote. Burn me well, for I am wood. And he went, ha, and gave me half a point for it. (laughs) That's for creativity, I guess. Oh, my gosh. She's like, she's trying to get him now to sit with kids. So I want to point out another interesting closed caption moment is that they capitalized the T's in the twinkle. Yeah. Maybe if I were... I. I, It turns out all you can do when you're doing commentary like this on a movie you've never seen before is you can just speculate about what you might have missed while you were talking. And, and maybe the twinkle is a concept that they introduced while I wasn't I paying attention. I think the twinkle is that sense that she has. Oh, I, she... I, I, I totally, yes. I get from context what it is supposed to be. I was just wondering if they had like really laid it out for the audience as like a, a concept. Also, he just said, by the way, earlier that her outfit was ridiculous, or she said that her outfit was ridiculous, and he was like, this is just what you normally wear, and honestly, I'm on Bill Hader's side here. I think they're both right. So, at this point, I'm reminded of another movie that might actually be more of a TV show, which was called Hogfather. Yeah. It was in two parts, so I guess it's the minimum to qualify for a miniseries. Um, Google, I just Googled it. It says it's a television film. Mm-hmm. It's an adaptation of a novel by Terry Pratchett. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's um, set in Discworld. And the titular, I'm, I'm reading now. The titular Hogfather is a jolly fat man who delivers Christmas presents to uh, kids at the mig- midwinter festival of Hogswatch. <laughs> um, but uh, the Hogfather, who is basically what if Santa Claus was like part warthog or something. Mm-hmm. It's like Porco um, Rosso for Santa Claus. But, but more manlike. Okay. Uh, well, actually, maybe not. You might be exactly <laughs> right. Now I'm thinking a little bit more critically about Porco. Um, so he goes missing. And then uh, the film is all about like 
the consequence it's a little bit like this like what do you do when santa goes missing yeah and who's going to fill in for him and who's going to find him mm-hmm. um and there's sort of like multiple plots of like someone's trying to find him uh someone's filling in for him and the person filling in for him is death <laughs> it's like the grim reaper <laughs> what? and there's this scene like this scene uh-huh. Where he's like, you know, inviting a line of children, you know, one by one, sit on Santa's lap and tell him what you want. And this one kid tells him what he what he wants, and he says, uh, "Death says something like, and and will you be a good boy all year?" And the kid says, "Yes." And Death says, "Then we have a contract." <laughs> <laughs> And that has never left my mind. I just thought that that line was so funny. Wow, that's incredible. It's such, it's so funny to say to a child. So if we, um, mm-hmm. if we haven't noticed, uh, she is still doing better than Bill mm-hmm. Hader. Big Taco Bell logo in the background of her shot. Wait, what's in the background of her shot? Taco Bell logo. Blah! Nothing like Taco Bell in Phoenix, Arizona. See it now? Yeah, I do. So I think he's, she's, I think uh, Noelle's trying to get her private investigator back with his ex-wife or girlfriend. Ex-baby mama. Hmm. And is that a diversion from a romance between the two of them? Or have I misread what is going to happen here? Are they are they going to fall in love? These two? No, I don't think so. Hmm. I guess I just I, assumed. I hope not. Oh, because... six months ago he died. Oh, okay. Thank you, movie. I see. So this is his first Christmas as officially mm-hmm. Santa Claus. Right. His first Noel. Mm-hmm. The angels did sing. Phoenix Suns. He's he is he's wearing an additional Phoenix Suns. Yeah, this t-shirt. is a different Phoenix yeah. Suns T-shirt. He this really guy, likes the Phoenix Suns. This guy loves local sports. Oh wow! Oh, Santa actual fight. mall Santa has just arrived. Uh huh. He's wow. This is uh, reminding me of another Christmas movie, Jingle All the Way. Uh. Has some fighting Santas. <gasps> wow. Also, there's something very hilarious about this, which is that there she's making it seem like the other Santa's a fake by taking off his hat, mm. but her brother, who is in the realm of this, actually Santa Claus, does not have long hair or a white beard. Right. He's just as disguised as yes. the fake mall Santa. Oh my gosh. Cops. This is the last thing that I expected to say. It never crossed my mind that the cops would appear (laughs) in this movie. Oh, I feel like cops always show up in Christmas movies. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. I just just thought we were going to have a fun time, you know? Like, just forget about our troubles. (laughs) For a couple hours. Yeah. 
Because, because, well, I mean, this goes back to the, um, like, what I was saying about, uh, ghosts or whatever in last Christmas, the last Christmas episode, which is that, like... (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was, that was funny. (laughs) Why did you just eat the whole camel? Billy Eichner, he, 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 uh, he gets me. Sorry, what were you saying? Uh, like, with... With ghosts, it's like they can't let you know they're a ghost because you'll freak out. And, like, that's why there's always Santa Clauses. Or that's why there's always police movie, police and Santa Claus movies because you can't let them know you're Santa Claus and then mm-hmm. something's weird, so they call the police. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that that's I recognize that as a trope. You're, you make a fair point. Maricopa, oh. that's the county that Phoenix is in. Young Evelyn Ramirez received one. <laughs> She's so sad. That is not shot like a news broadcast at all. No. <laughs> Whenever I see a newscaster in movies now, I have to wonder, is that a real newscaster if I don't recognize them? Because sometimes yeah. I recognize them and I go, that's a real newscaster. And I hate that. Cast an actor. <laughs> <laughs> and now, and that's ruined seeing newscasters I don't recognize for me because I think anyone playing a newscaster in a film might be a real newscaster that I don't recognize. Well, and also because now, hypothetically, there are movies that have Matt Lauer in them. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, I never even thought about that. Yeah, like Matt Lauer, it's not like, because that's the thing is like, Matt Lauer did not need to live on, you know? Hey, there's a Switch game in that bag. Ooh. And yet, he was almost... I'm certain he's in some sort of Muppet movie at some point. (laughs) God, I pray that's not true. I haven't seen all the Muppet movies. Just some scotch tape hanging up that foam snowflake on the wall. Come on. Wow. Is it? There's so much magic going on. I just, I don't know how to handle it. Oh. Ah! <laughs> it's, also, uh, wait. Hmm? What, what peephole was she looking in? It's a door with a glass window. Was that supposed to be how it looks looking through that glass? Oh, wait, wait. I think there's a peephole right above the lock. <laughs> That's bullshit. I think I just saw it over his shoulder. You don't need a peephole if you have a glass window. I don't care if it's slightly obfuscated. Yeah. Very, they they did not think that through. Is that an Arizona Suns something on the wall? The basketball hoop? I think it's a Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns, sorry. Basketball yeah. hoop, yeah. This woman has really, really dug into turquoise. Turquoise life. Yeah. What's yeah? I mean, somebody she has who, traveled to Tucson for the Crystal Festival. Somebody who loves Arizona uh, wrote and or uh, designed the look of this movie. He's wearing uh, he's wearing an ASU uh, shirt yes. now. He's a he's a Sun Devil. Do you know what they call sun showers in the South? Mm. Have I told you this? Uh, I don't know if I do. 
So, okay, so if it rains when it's, but the sun is out, do you have a word for that? Uh, no. Sun, sun shower. Sun shower, yeah. In the South, they say the devil's beating his wife. <laughs> I've definitely never heard that one before. Isn't that horrifying? Sure, sure it is. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm looking up, uh people i don't recognize who are in this movie like mm-hmm. jake the private eye who is apparently played by kingsley ben adir a british television film and stage actor mm. his top credits are the oa and peaky blinders oh so things i've never seen Oh, Frosty's real. It's canon. It's Noel canon now. Frosty's real in this universe. <laughs> but the Tooth Fairy? Nada. And uh, Mother Nature? Fuck off, Mother Nature. You're not real. Elf never did this. I like, also truly cannot figure out why she is a princess. <laughs> Because Santa is the king of the North Pole? He's a saint. Well, that's true. But I think they're not mutually exclusive. King and saint. Yeah. Yeah, I was just saying, like, Elf was all about, like, you know. Oh, he's, he's, uh... He's like a he's like a big kid, and yeah, he's experiencing like the world child. for the first time. They're, and they never like he never had to undergo like a psychiatric evaluation, and I think there was a reason for that. Oh um, gosh, I'm looking up Elf now. Elf was rated PG. It came out in 2003. I meant to say when I was first bringing up that this is a movie for children that one of the things that i read about it on imdb is that this is the only live action movie to be rated g in the year 2019 really yeah this is a g-rated film and it is live action which is apparently very Rare. rare yeah that makes sense Oh wow, everyone believes now. So now they now now her supervisor is now the psychiatrist is gonna be locked up and what a what a reversal that will be <laughs> when the medical professional is the one in the in a straight jacket in a padded cell yelling about Santa Claus. She's escaping. Her gown has way more Secure ties than any gown I've ever had in the hospital. I was just saying how remarkable it is that this movie is G-rated, Liz. (laughs) Don't act surprised. I'm surprised they were able to find a gown that that tied in such a way. I thought that they would never leave Phoenix. Oh, we're going back. We've got about a little less than half an hour left, so... 
This is sort of the transition from Act Two to Act Three. I'm I'm uh-huh. assuming. I don't know this song, but there's a lot of colors in it. You don't know this song? No. Hmm. I'll be home for Christmas. Really? That's yeah. what this is. Some oh no! It's a uh, no. It's sorry. It's Blue Christmas. No, I don't think I know. I'll have song. I'll have a blue Christmas without you. That's that's the. Ron Funches with his weird it. voice. Ron Funches, yeah. Also, this like pew situation is a lot. <laughs> There's a um. So this is a, a helicopter night uh, here in my neighborhood. What does that mean? It's a pretty frequent occurrence that uh, a helicopter uh, is just circling overhead. Um, and I can tell that that's being picked up by the microphone. I don't think I can hear it. Mm, well, the computer can hear it. Good. Well, my heat has a oh, turn Look, look at Ron Funches' smile <laughs> looking at the back of Bill Hader's head. Ron Funches is such a delight of a human. Oh, yeah. Truly, I was starting to say before, one of the most joyful and jolly people. Do you know he has a kid? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard him talk about it. Yeah, there we go. Oh, wow. She's not going to have to fight him for it. He's learned his lesson. The minute I saw you with those kids, I knew. Oh. Oh, the patriarchy. So this is... This is very important to me, actually, that we are watching this in 2019 <laughs> because it's fresh. There's another movie out right now uh-huh. that I have not seen, but I've seen the trailer for more times than I care to. Yeah. It's called The Aeronauts. Have you heard mm. of The Aeronauts? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is cracking me up. So, so the aeronauts is an. It's Amazon. just a, sorry. It's just a tradition we've been blindly following for thousands of years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the aeronauts is an Amazon Studios movie starring Eddie Redmayne and um, Felicity Jones. Okay. And um, they, uh, it is, it is a time. In our history before weather forecasting. Okay. And Eddie Redmayne is a scientist who thinks that if he can get the right data, then he'll be able to predict the weather. Uh Uh-huh. And Felicity Jones is a woman who flies hot air balloons. Uh Uh-huh. And they team up. And they're Wait, both- is this the movie where in the trailer suddenly they're on a balloon and it's like they're definitely going to die and they should have been dead because the balloon's like going all over the goddamn place? The trailer makes it look very harrowing. Yes. Yes. It looks like yeah. they're, they're, uh-huh. they're, they're not going to survive. It, it's very dangerous what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and there is a line in the trailer where someone says... Women don't belong in balloons. (laughs) And I haven't seen the movie, but I think that that is the funniest line from any movie this year. And I quote it almost as much as I quote anything Werner Herzog has said in The Mandalorian, which is in the past few months the thing I've 
repeated the most. We will be very quiet. I would like it. I would very much like it if Werner Herzog were to be uh, just like a company man for Disney now with the success of The Mandalorian. I, mm-hmm. I wish that he would appear in everything that was like a Disney Plus original. <laughs> like in, in like if he were in this movie mm-hmm. you know say he were like the male counterpart to uh shirley mcclain's mm-hmm. uh, old lady elf yeah you know he might uh be one of the elder elves in this uh on this council and he might be saying like uh being santa claus is a complicated profession <laughs> she's giving a linus speech right now Oh, yes, from your favorite Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, every time Carl Weathers shows up in the mm-hmm. fucking Mandalorian, by the way, mm-hmm. I just keep thinking of, um, I just Baby, keep you imagining- got a stew going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just am imagining his character from Arrested Development, mm-hmm. like looking for a buffet. Yeah. His character, which is Carl Weathers. Yeah. <laughs> Ron Funch wow. just got to say something, which is nice. Look at her. She's feeling very emotional. I wonder if Ron Funches was really uh, singing. Oh, I bet he was. I don't recall ever hearing his singing voice before. Oh, so might- she's pretending like she's so nervous, but like she knows everything. Women need to believe in themselves, Will. <laughs> Yeah, interestingly, that I guess I would have expected that this was a story about her, you know, being like, you know, really like standing up to the man and sticking up for herself. But like, interestingly, she seems to be like not very confident in her powers and her ability to do this. Which I don't love. Right. You know, if you're going to make a cheesy movie with not great acting... Just go all in on the feminism, baby. I haven't seen anything that would make me impugn the acting in this movie so far. Maybe if I were just watching it and paying attention and not constantly talking, I might have something to say about it. But I think if there's anything to impugn, it's like mostly the script and also how like (laughs) it's basically shot like just like television. Like Mm -hmm. it's just like two characters talking to one another and the way it's shot is like shot, reverse shot, shot, reverse shot. You know, sometimes a yeah. medium shot so that you see both of them at once. Uh, just uh, normal TV stuff. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just uh, repeating what I've heard snobs say. Just a young cinephile. Just uh, an aspiring film buff. I should get you a shirt that just says aspiring film buff. You've gotten me uh, some shirts, and I'm very grateful. <laughs> and uh, I, I have I have plenty of t-shirts, but maybe I'll get you a hat that says "Aspiring Film Buff." I might wear that, like a like a Ron uh, Ron Ron director I, Ron hat. What is I, his name? I. Don't know what you're talking about. From Happy Days? Oh, uh, uh, Ron Howard. Yes, Ron Howard always wears a hat. 
I thought that you were trying to invoke um, Frank from 30 Rock. Oh, no. Who always wears the hats with He does words. always wear a hat. But no, I'm just talking about Ron Howard, who is a director. That's true. He directed Solo. After... So this little, this little baby reindeer is our Rudolph. Hmm. Guiding her sleigh tonight. Yes. Very excitedly. Bill Hader is relieved. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, I just want to say, like, why not a joint effort? So, I guess this has to be... So, I guess there was a ticking clock, and it's Christmas Eve now. So, it's got to be done, and it's got to be the real thing. Is that that what we're supposed to understand? Uh Yes. Is that there's no, it's a trial by fire. There's no time to prepare because it's already Christmas Eve. Yes. Because I was thinking like, well, if this were, if, if, if this were like other movies I've seen, then like this would turn out to be a simulation. Like we've already seen the simulations. And so Mm -hmm. that would have been like, oh, that was like foreshadowing. and And it turns out, but, but no, it's more, it's more like, well, the stakes have to be high and therefore it has to be real there's oh she's in london (laughs) yes that famous london landmark the eiffel tower What was that not oh my gosh i don't know Mm -hmm. why i thought that was big ben i really i really (laughs) processed that as big ben yes that's well it's late it's later where you are than it is for me. me well she's in france on a, we can't take it again. I cannot. I can't stress this enough. I can't edit this episode once the movie started, <laughs> because then we'll, we would be out of sync with the listener. Yes. Now, now, just to just to give My context God. for how significant uh, it is that I can't edit this. Our previous episode was the one that I edited the most aggressively of any of our mm-hmm. episodes. Um, I cut uh, a total, if you add up every, all the little cuts that I made, I edited 10 minutes Yes, out of our previous episode. <laughs> and I could not tell. Oh, well, that's good. I was hoping that it would be mostly seamless. Um, but, and I would, uh, should hypothetically know what to listen for. Yeah, right, because you, you, you were there. Yeah. <laughs> for for the two hour version, yeah. Uh, well, and in this case, Anna yeah, Kendrick needs a cup of coffee. I I can't make those cuts. St. Louis Arch, interesting choice. That's a, that's a landmark. Oh, there's my hometown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was out. Oh, huh. oh, a joke yeah, about Jewish it. people. Oh, only in New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got to. Hmm. So that, so that's interesting. Is she feeling it, like she's doing a good job? Is she feeling like she's doing a bad job? How is she feeling? Uh, I thought she was looking at a list, but it's actually a photograph. I thought she was looking at a list. Yeah, that's what Santa does. What else would she be looking at on paper? Well, I think he has already checked it at this point. Why is she so sad? You're doing a great job. Mm, But it's not like she thought it would be. Listen, Anna Kendrick, 
We've all had days Men apply to jobs. They will apply if they have 60% of the qualifications. When women apply to jobs, they will apply if they have 95% of the qualifications. You have the... You're overqualified for this, you know? Those are real facts, by the way. I didn't make that up. Fair enough. Oh, people made some little snowmans. Who has 95% of the qualifications outlined in a job description? I've never seen a job description that... uh, so this this is like a real fact that they found in terms of sure. the way women feel comfortable. And basically what they found is that women will apply to jobs that they're essentially – they only feel comfortable applying to jobs that they are essentially already doing. Mm-hmm. And this is, they think, part of, uh, you know, one of the many contributing factors as to why women um, sure. do not move up as quickly. Because mm-hmm. um, they ex- assume that they have to do things perfectly. Um. In order to, they can't mess up. There's like no room for risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas men can like stumble into a job and then end up being a manager within three years or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fucked. Oh, she just signed that she should go back to sleep. Merry Christmas, Santa. That's, oh, and uh, they believe in her, Will. Wishing Santa Claus a Merry Christmas is the subject of a song uh, performed by Max Headroom that, uh, for better or for worse, I, I have to put that link in the show notes now. <gasps> Will. Oh, wow. The suit fits. We no. must acquit. It's, it's, oh, oh, oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Take me back to when you were saying hooked on Phoenix, please. <laughs> That's... Uh, yeah. Oh, someone yeah, complimented she... her and now she feels good about herself. It's really turning around now. Yep, that's... Really going around the world. Oh, he's, and there's that T-shirt again. Back in that ASU T-shirt. I guess he doesn't even own a sweater, a jacket, a coat, or anything like it. A button down. Mm-hmm. Oh, her ex is a husband now. So yeah, maybe mm. she's going to get with Santa. Maybe she is going to get, maybe he's going to get with Santa. (laughs) She's like, I've got a box you can open. (laughs) Yeah, if if only there were like a romantic comedy where it's like, I'm falling for Santa. (laughs) If only. (laughs) Wouldn't you want to watch that? If only. <laughs> that just that just made me interested in watching that movie. But I guess I guess there are a million things that would seem more interesting than finishing this movie. What what would the name of it be? Hmm. You've given me quite quite the challenge in an episode <laughs> where I can't cut out the pauses and I, I can't make it seem like I just came up with 
the right answer on the fly. Um, hmm. Would it just be called Santa Baby? Yeah, that definitely exists, right? I'm sure Santa Baby is about an infant. I, I, I'm not sure it is that that's another thing I would watch. <laughs> uh, hmm. Okay, the Cra- Santa oh, Baby oh, movie, oh, I have the, the trailer. I have, like, the tagline for it. It was called, it's no, called, like, The Other Baby from Christmas. And it's a picture of a tiny baby dressed in a Santa suit. I thought of it, it would it would be called Snow Crush. <laughs> I got there. Now, now you have a, a real accurate record of how long it takes me to get there. Does she get with Santa Claus at the end? Oh yeah. How does she? Does she have to find him? Uh, uh, Santa you finds you. Namaste, sis. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They wow. Just, they just call it the pole. Uh, yeah. Yes. There is a trickle down effect too. They know that when you have um the first woman enter into a position of power, uh, it's way more likely that mm. all of the other positions under that will start to fill in with more women. This which is I... why not having a female president has been so fucking devastating for so long. This, this I believe we have covered on a previous episode. That sounds very familiar to me. Oh, good. More familiar than the uh, applying to jobs thing. Great. Oh, those two got together, those characters who mm-hmm. I didn't pay attention enough to hear them speak a single line of dialogue, but I still <laughs> understood from just glancing at the movie that they were supposed to get together. Oh, wow. What, ah! what just happened? Is that the end? Did it end I'll, with I'll, her? Oh, my gosh. I'll what happened to this, her eye? I'll quote this quote from a Kenny Lakes. Quote. Mm. Elliot, some people are androids and don't you forget it. <laughs> this yeah. is an ongoing lie that Kenny has, which is that some people are androids and you need to figure out which ones they are. And I think he would argue that her eye twinkling like that is clear indication that she's an android. I would, I, I'm not going to rewind now because we're not done with our exercise, but I would like to see that twinkle again because <laughs> that looked very strange, didn't it? Yes, it looked very bad. Like it did not look like cute it didn't, or... It wasn't like a twinkle in the like eye, which I would say like would be somewhere like on the crease, like at the edge. It was like in her eyeball. Yeah, it looked painful and almost like a Terminator uh, yeah. type uh, visual. Anna Kendrick, top billing. Oh, oh well, even well. before the title. That's, that's the ultimate top billing. Yeah, wow. Is before the title billing. Oh, 364 days without incident. That's good. Okay, Bill Hader, second build. That makes sense. Third I'm build. still pissed there wasn't more Bill Hader in oh, this. Oh, okay, so Kingsley. Not ben, ben Kingsley is not in this, but Kingsley mm-hmm. Benadir is. Billy Eichner is fourth build. Julie Haggerty must have been the mom, based on mm-hmm. that graphic. And Shirley MacLaine gets the and. That makes sense. Yeah. Then double card... For the two who end up together or something like that. No, that's I, I got 
two people mixed up. Not important. And regular credits. All right, so we'll just keep this going. There's seven minutes of credits left, according Was to this. Was it suggesting to you? Uh, it hasn't suggested anything to me yet. Uh, probably because I'm not on Wi-Fi. Neither am I, but it said you may also like The Santa Claus. That makes sense. This That's a very similar movie. Which, there's a man in the Santa Claus that I had, an elf, that I had an intense crush on one year. Interesting. Um, Let me find his name. But he does not have that hair anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a part in the credits called Elf Flobo. <laughs> there's a part in the credits called Petco Dan. Okay. What is this? What is this elf's name? That is a lot of people credited as stunts. <laughs> That's a little bit baffling to me, but okay. Maybe they cut a bunch of stunts out of the movie and we didn't see them. <laughs> uh, the costumers, they were the real stars of this movie. Yes. The costumes were were the the main attraction. Yeah, and they did a good job. Fantastic job. David Crumholtz was the person I had a crush on. I know that name, but I can't picture him, so I'm going to look him up. He's very um Podameron looking. Mm, Oscar Isaac. Crumholtz with a K? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, when I, I say I, for like a, a year, I truly mean that it was just like one year that movie was on. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I see the resemblance to Poe Dameron. He also looks like he he looks to me like he would be on The New Girl, a show that I have never watched. <laughs> yeah, so we're just looking at some credits right now. Yeah, I, I, I downloaded this movie to my iPad. As I said, I watched it downloaded so that it wouldn't buffer, regardless of what my internet did. My internet had a little hiccup, but uh, nothing bad, luckily. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm, I haven't gotten any uh, recommendations. I would uh, Let me just, I um, need to watch the Santa Claus again, so that's fine. Let me just take a moment to recap some of the things that I've watched on Netflix this uh, holiday season. So it really kicked off with The Night Before Christmas. Are you familiar right. with this? The I am, yeah. The Night with a K Before Christmas, where a, uh, a, a real knight from the 14th century uh, England gets uh, magically transported by an old crone in the woods to uh, present-day America and uh, falls in love with a lady. Yeah, Sarah sent me some of the notes that you guys had on this, and one of the things that um, we were all incredibly impressed by was the fact that, it, or it seemed that all of you were incredibly impressed by in various forms, was the fact that this uh, he did not die or get very sick. Sure. Yeah. I mean, clearly, if you're going to apply like real world logic to it, then that's what you bring to it is like, wow, you know, how would anyone uh, survive in those circumstances? Um, What I what really stood out to me 
was uh, in the movie, which is a Netflix original movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the night uh, watches Netflix. <laughs> And and one of the things he watches, we see him watch Holiday in the Wild, uh-huh. which is another, another Netflix, Netflix original, original from this very year. Oh, my God. So it's like you're watching the movie and like in the middle of the movie, you're getting like, here's what to watch next. <laughs> uh, and uh, in addition to that, so like so like Netflix exists because it's mm. our world. And Holiday in the Wild is a movie in this movie because in addition to that, they're decorating a tree at one point mm-hmm. and someone older says to someone younger, this acorn ornament is from Aldovia. Aldovia is a fake country from uh-huh. Netflix's The Christmas Prince series. <laughs> So they take a moment to put in this Easter egg that acknowledges that in this movie where they've already established Netflix exists and Holiday in the Wild is a Netflix movie, (laughs) that it is also in the same universe as a different Netflix original series of movies. Incredible. Because Aldovia is a real place. Right. Uh, or it's just a coincidence. So, so I'm, I'm. Or it's just a coincidence that 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 there there are two, in two, perhaps they are in two different universes that both have an Aldovia. <laughs> but I am sincerely hoping that they will make a crossover. That there oh will my God, that yes. there will be a fourth uh, Christmas Prince movie, and that it will be about. Uh, the uh night Christmas before night. Christmas, uh, uh, you know, meeting, uh, our our heroes, uh, from Aldovia. Um, speaking of Christmas Prince, we also watched the third in that series, which is mm-hmm. called Christmas Prince: The Royal Baby. Oh, uh, what if they had a baby, but also a treaty needed to be signed by <laughs> midnight on Christmas? To continue a centuries-long peace with another fake country. Yeah. And it's weirdly, like, inconsequential that she's pregnant. Um, <laughs> until, you know, it. she has the baby at the end of the yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, and then we watched Holiday in the Wild, uh, which is uh, Rob Lowe and uh, Kristen something, one of the women from Sex and the City. Mm-hmm. And she is a socialite in New York whose son uh, goes away to college. Her rich husband immediately divorces her. Yep. And then she goes uh, on their vacation to Africa alone. Oh. Uh, where she meets Rob Lowe, who is supposed to just give her like a tour, uh, like a safari. But then uh, he gives her a tour of his heart. Well, he gets distracted by an elephant in need, and then <laughs> she becomes like the veterinarian at this uh, elephant sanctuary. An elephant in need is a Christmas gift indeed. Indeed. And uh, this is the movie that inspired- More like Elphafent, right? Exactly right. Thank you. 
um so uh we watch these movies uh when our friends come over yes and uh this inspired a message uh from our friend kim whose partner is andrew and we're past the point where the movie is over now so i'll be able to edit out any pauses i take Mm -hmm. okay so we're getting together on sunday to exchange gifts before i go home for christmas on monday and Kim writes, FYI, for Sunday, Andrew would strongly like to not want to not watch a movie. <laughs> he truly hates it. <laughs> and then she asks about the possibility of playing a game instead. But yeah, I I feel bad for Andrew because it is like I I used to feel the same way, but I just gave in. I just yeah. gave in to like, okay, I guess we're going to watch, we're going to like waste hours and hours mm-hmm. watching truly terrible movies. Yeah. And I, I will find some joy in like the jokes that we'll make about them. Uh-huh. Um, Andrew, I guess, is is more <laughs> strong willed than I ever was and just feels <laughs> like he's just getting dumber with every uh, Netflix original movie that we watch and also Disney Plus original um and uh or disney channel original from the archive you know right. we, we just watched a disney plus original and i realized that i never brought up the boogity challenge oh, which i've please. never mentioned on the podcast which is um somebody in the uh, uh comedy world uh van uh robichaud i believe is the person who came up with the boogity challenge which is sign up for disney plus and the first thing you watch has to be a uh, Disney Channel original called Mr. Boogity. Uh-huh. Uh, and the idea, the reason why you would do this is because you, uh, if enough people do it, it will, it'll confuse the algorithm. The algorithm, yeah. Because they will be looking for like, what will people watch first? Because that implies it's like why the they signed important. up. Yeah. And in that same vein, the the final part of the Boogity Challenge is supposed to be make sure that The Mandalorian is the last thing that you watch before you cancel your subscription. Uh-huh. Um, so kind of the reverse of that. But um, thanks to you, uh, I am sticking with Disney Plus for the time being. Yeah. Uh, piggy, piggybacking off of your subscription. and uh, Don't sell my information on the dark web. I'll, tr- I'll try to resist that temptation. Um, and, uh, cause I don't want to lose my Mandalorian privileges because mm-hmm. I am very much enjoying that show despite. Wouldn't it be hilarious if I cut you off just before the finale? It, I mean, yes, I would not feel, uh, uh I, I would not be able to enjoy that joke at the time, <laughs> but from a distance, yes, I can admit that would be hilarious. Um, okay. Um, thanks for staying up late and uh, having a movie night with me, Liz. Yeah, thanks for watching that movie with me. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, and we'll see you all in 2020. See you soon. Bye. Love you. Bye. Will is on Twitter and Letterboxd at youngest of one, and his website is williamhoffacker.com. You can find Liz at exclamate on Instagram, at exclamate underscore on Twitter, or on her website, elizabethdeannamorrislakes.com. Our website is smugbuds.com, 
and the podcast is at SmugBuds on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs>